tonight, he talked a lot in his victory speech about what he is seeing happen to our country since he has left office. And he really talked, and I thought this was very powerful, where he got into some of the things that have happened under the Democrats and including the border and including national security, including when you look at some of the wars that are happening and some of the huge concerns to our homeland. Take a listen to what President Trump had to say in his victory speech as to why he feels he has to be back in the Oval Office to turn things around. Do they hate our country? They must hate our country because there's no other reason that they can be doing the things they do. Take a look. The taxes, they want to raise your taxes times four. They want to let the Trump tax cuts, the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, they want them to expire. Your taxes are going to go through the roof. You take a look at regulations. They're throwing regulations. You can't breathe. You can't even breathe with what they're doing. You take a look at our border. So bad. There's never been a border like this in the world. Four years ago, we had the safest, best border in the United States. I built hundreds of miles of border wall. And they would say, oh, he didn't build hundreds of miles. Because if there's a board laying on the ground, they say that's a renovation. They call it a renovation. If there's two nails laying from 50 years ago, they say, oh, that was a renovation. These are very dishonest people. And you're always fighting them. And he really took the case about immigration and border in particular. And that is a huge issue. And you think back to 2016 at that time, because of 2016, President Trump definitely rose to power when people were seeing these enormous caravans headed to the United States, pretty similar to what we're seeing now. And, of course, he had remained in Mexico. He had so many of those policies that were keeping the homeland safe. There is no debate on that. And so tonight, you look at some of the exit polls that are coming from New Hampshire. Clearly, immigration and border, top of the list, dominating the discussion. Again, New Hampshire worried about the northern border as well as our southern border. Same thing with Iowa, uh, because open borders— In this country, vis-a-vis the Biden administration, have made every town in America a border town. Uh, Denver, Colorado, there's a hospital there that is now on the verge of bankruptcy because they've spent $100 million in health care taking care of the migrants. There are now lawsuits in Chicago from African-American residents in Chicago who say, enough. You know what? Uh, we feel like we're a second-class citizen to the migrants. And they're angry at the city of Chicago giving freebies and handouts to the migrants. Look at what's happening in New York City. City busting at the seams. And taxpayers footing the bill. You also look at another case. This was a wild one today. There was a city council member in Napersville, Illinois, which is right outside of Chicago, a suburb outside Chicago, who said, you know what? Um, We should look at putting them in our homes. Is there anybody out there who really thinks that we should have an illegal migrant in their homes, especially when they haven't been vetted? We have no idea if their name is correct. Uh, We have no idea of their criminal history. I am all for legal immigration, but do it legally, orderly, and organized. 
And that's why this is so downright dangerous. And these people are living in la-la land thinking, oh, good, residents come one, come all. Uh, yeah, why don't we have uh, uh, Diego or, or uh, you know, uh, Juan come on in and uh, have dinner with me and my small kids tonight? Let's see how that goes over because most of them are single adult males that have not been vetted or checked. This is so dangerous for our country. There was also a story recently of a Hamas member who said, you know what? I'm coming. America, I'm coming. Boy, is that a scary, scary phrase to hear right now with all the things that are happening overseas in the Middle East, the attacks also on U.S. bases. Obviously, we know what has happened between Israel and Hamas when Hamas came in and slaughtered the Israelis on October 7th. I mean, this is a scary time. And so President Trump understands that. He did it before. He said, I can do it again. And here is what he told the crowd a little bit ago about immigration and the concerns of what's happening right now. You know, uh, I think we called it right. Immigration's a big deal, a big deal, a very big deal. We have millions and millions of people flowing into our country illegally. We have no idea who the hell they are. They come from prisons and they come from mental institutions and it's gonna it's just killing our country and i'm talking about millions and millions and millions they are drug dealers they're everybody and they come in just like walking right through there's nobody to check and there's nobody to vet and by his side tonight uh was tom holman uh who we've had here on the show he's a friend of the rita cosby show former ICE director, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And this is what he had to say right after Trump made those comments. I worked for six presidents, Ronald Reagan, and every president I ever worked for did something to secure the border. But no one did more than President Trump, the most secure border in my lifetime. <laughs> the most secure border we've ever seen. And Donald Trump's going to do it again. We're going to lock the border down. And we're going to protect Americans, because what's happening at the border right now, record number of Americans have died from fentanyl poisoning, record number of migrants have died, a record number of women and children have been sex trafficked, a record number of known suspected terrorists across the border. There's one man who's proven he can secure the border, and he's standing to my left, Donald J. Trump, he's going to do it again. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line one. Uh, Stan, your reaction tonight? Uh... I'm going to respond to why everybody's thinking, why is she staying in? And I know why she's staying in. And I tell, look, she needs to garner delegates. She's not going to get the nomination. I know that. You know that. But oh, if she stays through Super Tuesday, even through the summer, she gets six, seven hundred delegates. All she has to do is sit and wait. And what is she waiting for? The court trials. Because my friend, he's going to court. And if he is convicted on Washington or Georgia, the Supreme Court will have to make a decision, and if they say you can't run, he's toast. She's next in line. Legally, she would have to be the nominee of the party. I'm not saying she will be, but if he can't run, if they say he cannot run for president or go to jail, take your pick, they will give it to her. She has to do it, and she's next in line. I'm not saying she's going to be, but it would be about four or five. She just has to get gone delegates. That's why she's staying in. 
And if she well, does for, it, hey, they Sam, have to turn to her. They Sam, have to turn to her. By the way, first off, and I hear, I do think she is waiting in the wings for that yeah, reason. That's what that's, that's it. And I think that's a, an astute observation. Uh, the one thing is. It's the, the only one. <laughs> well, yeah, with the Supreme Court. For her, for her, anyway. well, yeah, for, her for her. Although, yeah. you know, the Democratic donors, you have to wonder well, why no, they're well, backing he, her. Hey, that that he, looks so fishy, He can drop dead tomorrow, but I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying, you know what I'm so saying. So why, why are big Democratic donors, and I'm talking about, like, not moderate, we're talking extreme like progressive I think for donors. that reason uh, for that reason that's the only reason they want to keep her in to, and i think that look they're gamblers they're waiting to see what the courts will do once the courts make a decision it either pays off for them to keep her either way she stays she just needs a couple of hundred and she sits she as i said she's not going to get the nomination but she's not stupid she sees the outside situation the court cases are coming up and you know, that will happen. I agree with you. They're, they're looking for the long term. They keep her in. She goes from this to that to Super Tuesday. Hey, the most she can get, maybe 700 delegates. He gets the majority, gets it. But then the cases happen, and then the courts make the decision. And if they say, you can't run, the camera's on her. They have to turn to her, uh, Rita. I mean, that's well, just here's, the way it here's, is. here's two or three things. First of all, the courts can't say he can't run. What they could say is that... They could potentially kick, you know, agree with, say, uh, a main, you know, with the secretary of state who unilaterally made her own decision, which is cuckoo, um, or also Colorado. Uh, they're looking at the Colorado case, of course. I don't think they're going to rule in those states' favors or those uh, slim people within the states because it's not even the state. It's, again, it's a secretary of state who just decided on her own uh, in Maine who made that call. I think ultimately the Supreme Court – will say, no, it's not for these like random political figures to make a decision like that about the president. So they may actually hand him a victory. 